0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello, what's up, y'all, and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersasimo and today you're listening... On the Believe Network, we're at the point in the clay court season, we're about midway through, we're like right in the middle of clay court season, and it's kind of a weird point in the season right now. There's so many clay court tournaments over the last week, a couple 250s and a 500, where the fields weren't necessarily the strongest during this time. Why? Because there's so many tournaments. Sometimes this happens where there's multiple tournaments in a week that every field can't be as strong. You're going to have names you've never heard of do things and get deep in tournaments that you didn't expect. And that's what happened at a few tournaments here. And then at the one in Barcelona where, you know, we expected to see Rafael Nadal and some other really big names. We did not see Rafa, and we have more news on Rafa moving forward in this podcast that I'm going to get to towards the end. But right now, it's about his fellow countryman and Spaniard, Carlos Alcaraz. Alcaraz is playing lights-out tennis right now. And I thought about this earlier this week when I saw how well Alcaraz was playing. There's a lot of names I feel like I mention on this podcast on a week-to-week basis that play well and then I don't talk about and we don't hear them for a while. And then there's other names where, you know, they're consistently making it to quarterfinals or whatever. And a lot of these players are young players. Carlos Alcaraz is one of those players I feel like I can mention every week playing well in a tournament. There's not a lot of tournaments Carlos Alcaraz does not play well in. He is consistently playing heavyweight-type tennis. And he does it on a week-in and week-out basis. That's what I believe makes him great. That's why I believe he can continue to win all of these tournaments even some back to back or in a short span and the way he plays, he plays a heavyweight style like I just mentioned, that's like Rafael Nadal's and a lot of people you know hesitate to say how great he's going to be because you know Rafa's had injuries in the past and the way he plays can cause injuries. And so people get nervous about that with Alcaraz. He was out with injury earlier this year. But for him to come in at 19 years old Break onto the scene, win some tournaments, win a Grand Slam, have success, be at number one in the world, and continue to stay at the top. We're looking at a different breed of tennis player, a different breed of human, and just a different breed of athlete in Carlos Alcaraz, and it's so fun to watch. And while we're talking about him, let's head to Barcelona and get to this ATP 500 tournament that was fantastic over the last week. Since this is one of three tournaments, like I mentioned earlier, not all the best players are playing in this tournament, but it is an ATP 500, which means there's more points on the line, most likely more money on the line, better crowds, better atmosphere, everything. So a lot of players do like to play in these 500s if they get the chance. Carlos Alcaraz the top seed in this tournament. Then it goes Sitsipas, Rude, Yannick Sinner, Francis Tiafoe, Hachinab, Cam Nori, Alex damanor. No shortage of great names in this tournament. Even when you go down the list, which sometimes you go deep down the list, there's not as great of names. You got Musetti, you got Dimitrov, uh, Roberto Batista, Gut, RBA there. So great names in this tournament, and you wouldn't expect anything less from an ATP 500, but sometimes you get stuck in that You know, that week with a lot of tournaments that not a lot of great players play in. Let's get right into it. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz, fantastic tournament. On his way to the final at the top seed, he beats RBA, Roberto Batista Agut. And then he goes on to beat Alejandro Davidovich Falquina in straight sets, making it to the final. He cruises in straight sets all the way to the final. He also beats Daniel Evans. Someone who I think plays really good tennis on clay, and he's fun to watch, is this Francisco Sarandolo. Sarandolo, every once in a while you hear his name because he'll be sneaking up there playing really great tennis on clay. Not a shock as he's from Argentina. And if you go to Buenos Aires or anywhere down there, you will see how good of tennis these Argentinian players are are on clay. He's ranked number 30 in the world. He turned pro in 2018. He's uh, 24 years old. As When it comes to titles, he has won one title, and that was on clay court in 2022 in Bastad. So, you know, he's a solid clay court player, and it's fun to watch him play when it gets on clay. Uh, he has a fantastic tournament. He actually beats Casper Rude. I've talked about this in the past, Casper Rude getting to a point where it's like, He's just not making deep, deep runs in a lot of these tournaments, and I'm waiting for him to really like sprout up and have a really, really good tournament again. He's had one or two here, but other than that, he's struggled a little bit this season. So I'm waiting for a really big breakout again there from Casper uh, which I'm shocked. He doesn't get more on clay. I know he's made one in the clay court swing, but I'm just saying in general, Lorenzo Musetti continuing to play fantastic tennis after he beat Novak Djokovic a week ago. He makes it all the way to the semifinals where he loses to Stefano Tsitsipas and Tsitsipas, Fantastic clay court player. He's made it to the finals at Roland Garros. There's no shock that it's Tsitsipas and Carlos Alcaraz in the final here in Barcelona. But this is Carlos Alcaraz's home, you know, tournament. He loves playing in Barcelona. He loves playing Madrid. He's from Spain, and he cruises in this tournament. Does not drop a set on his way to winning Barcelona, and that is his ninth career title on the ATP tour, he's only been pro for about five years. He's 19 years old. That's weird because that means he was turned. He was 20. He was 14 years old in 2018 when he turned pro, which is really, really weird to hear. Um, but he's continuing to dominate on tour. And as we get deeper into this clay court swing, we can expect more domination from Alcaraz. Like I mentioned, he has nine titles in 2023. Two of those have come on clay. And then in 2022, three of his five titles came on clay. And then one of his title in 2021, his one and only title, his first title in UMag, became on clay. So... He plays great on clay, there's no doubt. He is a dominant clay court player. That comes from the heavyweight style that he plays. He hits a very heavy ball on clay, a lot of spin, and he just is ruthless to play because he can get to so many balls and be so deadly in so many different areas of the game and so many different spots on the court. He's so hard to beat. That is why he's so successful on clay, and it showed in Barcelona. I'm jacked to see him play in Madrid. Let's head to Germany for the BMW Open that happened in... Munich over the last week. This is a ATP 250 tournament. It is on clay, but it's the same week as Barcelona. Still great names: Holger Rune in this tournament, Lorenzo Sonego in this tournament, Alexander Sverev, Dominic Team, Taylor Fritz. Good names in this tournament in Munich. And let's go straight to the final. Uh, Holger Rune makes it to the final here. Taylor Fritz plays a fantastic tournament. Ends up losing to a Boetik van de Zandschulp who just kind of lingers. It seems like he's just been lingering and making it deep into these tournaments lately. I I, I don't know what to think about. It. I mean, it's good to see him. I like watching him play. Uh you just don't expect him to like keep lingering in these tournament and success, but he's not necessarily winning a lot. So uh it's weird. It's weird. He's like right on the cusp of being one of the more popular names in the sport. He just needs like a one big win or something to really be, I think, a deadly force. Taylor Fritz played Dominic Team, beat him in straight sets. Uh Dominic Team, he's slowly making more. Slowly making more runs in these tournaments. Uh that's what we're looking for with Dominic Team ever since he came back from injury. And I'm excited for when he finally makes a full rehab and gets back. But Man, it's, it's fun to watch. I just wish more success upon him, to be honest with you. Holger Roon dominates this tournament. Wins in three sets against Van de Zandschulp sculpt in the tournament. Holger Roon, the youngster. He's so young. The, there's youngsters winning all the tournaments this week. 19 years old, went pro in 2020, ranked number seven in the world. That is his fourth ever title. He plays a heavyweight style on clay as well. Uh, two of his four titles have come on clay, both. He's won both of them in Munich, 2022, 2023. He's won the clay court tournament in Munich, a huge win for him moving forward into Roland Garros here next month. Now to a surprising result over the last week. It is a tournament ATP 250 in Bosnia. Now there's a lot of words like the, the title of this tournament, I can't really pronounce and I'm sorry about it, but like, I, I don't know how to say it. Um, there's not a lot of vowels and there's a lot of, uh, consonants and, I don't exactly know how to say it. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, it's in Bosnia, though. And this is a pretty popular tournament among the Serbian people because Novak Djokovic is the top seed. And there's a lot of Serbian flags in this tournament. There's also a, well, not a Russian flag because he can't represent his country, but Andrei Rublev also playing in this tournament. So not a lot of massive names. Like, you got guys like Liam Brody, Boricuric, uh Jerry... Uh, Alexi Popperin, it's an ATP 250. Uh Leheka, who's played great tennis, Kichmanovic. names like that. Guys like that, that level, right? And then you got a powerhouse like Novak Djokovic. Djokovic actually goes down here in the quarterfinals, he loses to Dushan Lahovic in the quarterfinals. Lahovic beats him in straight sets, 6-4 and then 6 in a tiebreaker. I don't know what's going on. With Novak Djokovic I know he says he wants to play his best tennis towards the end. He wants to play his best tennis when he's playing at Roland Garros, and he wants to win Roland Garros. He has now lost twice on clay in the last couple weeks. I know we shouldn't be shocked because, like, in tennis, there's only one winner a week. But, like, it's Novak Djokovic. Like, you expect him to at least make deep runs in these tournaments or at least... You know, win one of these tournaments. It's an ATP 250. I expect him to win these because that's who Novak Djokovic is. He's proven years and years in the making that he can win back to back tournaments. He can win tournaments like literally every week on tour, no matter the surface. And so that's why it's a little shocking for me to see him lose like this in back to back weeks. However, I will say on the flip side of that, does Novak really care about what happens here uh, in this tournament in Bosnia? I don't know. I would think no because his goal is Roland Garros. You're not going to remember in five years if he won this tournament in Bosnia. You are going to remember if he won Roland Garros here in 2023. So his ideal situation is winning the French Open. And everything he's doing now is preparing him for that moment. It's interesting, but that's kind of how tennis goes. Uh, in the final, Lahovic makes it to the final and actually beats Andre Rublev. And Ro- Rublev's playing great tennis right now. This Lohovich may be a name to watch here on clay. I'm not sure. We'll have to see what he does in the years to come. Not years. In the weeks to come as we get closer to the French Open. But Lohovich wins this tournament, uh, beats Djokovic, beats Rublev. No doubt an impressive tournament for Dushan Lahovich. So... Uh, Fun to see someone new, I guess, win. Um, I don't know much about this Lohovich. He's ranked number 40 in the world, so it's not like he's nothing, right? Uh, But he's 32. He has two titles under his belt. He's won two titles on the ATP Tour since 2007, which is like 16 years. Uh, One of them is this year in 2023, and he also won UMag, another clay court tournament, in 2019. So good win for him. Good to see him playing well. And I guess we wait to see how Rublev bounces back from this. Uh, not a bad loss, but see how he bounces back from this in Madrid. Speaking of Madrid, Rafael Nadal will not be playing in Madrid this upcoming week. Ever since he got injured in Australia, he has not been back on court, and a lot of people have been confused. Now, he put out a video on Twitter and wrote a really long thing, and it's not in English, so i got to translate it. But he said pretty much he, he had this major injury In Australia and uh, initially had been six to eight week recovery period and they're now at 14 weeks. He said the reality of this situation is not uh, what we expected. All medical indications we followed uh, and it is not the same as what we were originally told is what he says. Um, He said they're in a difficult situation now. The weeks are passing and I... You know, he believed that he would be able to play in tournaments uh, that are the most important to his career. He talks about Monte Carlo, Barcelona, Madrid, Rome, and Roland Garros. And he says, for right now, I I missed uh, Monte Carlo and Barcelona. And he said he's going to miss Madrid as well. Uh, He said the injury still hasn't healed and I can't work out what I need to uh, to be able to compete. So he sounds disappointed, to be honest. He said, I was training, but a few days ago we decided to change course a bit and do another treatment, see if things improve, blah, blah, blah. Um, he says he really doesn't know what to tell his fans, but this is what he knows right now. Uh, he also wanted to spend a, send a special greeting to his fans there in Madrid and Barcelona and everything that's going on there. Uh, a big setback for Nadal, and he's not getting any younger. So... It's a real bummer to see him see this happen. And I think, you know, as he gets later on in his career, he wants to play these tournaments that do mean the most to him, which is the clay court swing, which is Monte Carlo, which is Rome, which is, you know, Madrid and Barcelona leading up to Roland Garros and the French Open. So, like, I think he is actually bummed out he's not playing in these because he's talked about retirement a few times. And if his body keeps shutting down like this, he may never play these tournaments again. And these are tournaments, I believe, he wants to play, so uh, it's sad for the sport of tennis. It's sad for Rafa because uh, we all want to see him back on court because the sport is better when Rafa's back. So his eyes right now, I believe, are all on Roland Garros. Every every ounce of energy he's putting towards getting back to Roland Garros and Philippe Chatrier Stadium uh, to be able to play on the biggest stage of clay and somewhere where he's won so many times, and he is the king of clay because of what he's done in Paris. So I believe that's where all his focus is right now, and I look forward to hopefully watching him this year at Roland-Garros. If not, I really don't know what the future holds for Rafael Nadal, but he's been out for some time, and it seems like there's been some confusion about his injury in his camp. That's going to be it. Uh, the Madrid Open is happening over the next week and a half. It's a big tournament tournament, uh, it's a Masters 1000 event. Top seeds there are El Karaz and Medvedev and Rude and Tsitsipas and Rublev and Rune and FAA and Taylor Fritz and Tiafo and Hachinov and Cam Nori and Hrkacz and Zverev and Paul and Musetti and De Manure and Chorich and Karina Busta and Evans and Roberto Bautista, Gut and Chapo and Korda and de, uh, Van de Zandschulp. sculpt. Oh, I messed up. I, see, I tried to see how far I could go on this one. Um Sorry about that. If you got bored, <laughs> my bad. Uh, th- that's this going to be a tournament. It always is, uh, and I'm going to talk about it next week on the podcast. So appreciate you listening. Another great Masters 1000 tournament. I'd love to see Casper make a big run here, uh, but who knows? Maybe he will, or maybe it'll be someone we least expect, like uh, Ben Shelton. Man, that would be sick. All right, appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you next time. And as always, watch some tennis this week because it's going to be some real good stuff in this Masters 1000 that's going down in Madrid. Adios!
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.